This is episode 16 of Magic and the Law of Attraction with Madame Pamita. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. It has been super, super busy here at the Parlor of Wonders. I'm back at the shop and I'm doing in-person readings again, which I'm so happy to be doing. Something that I wasn't able to do while I was at home taking care of my dad over the last few months. So happy, happy to be doing that again. My kids are finishing up the school year, so thankfully I'll have some more time to spend at the shop this summer. And I'm really using that extra time well. My assistant, Marlon, and I are working on some amazing new beeswax candles to release this summer. I'm really, really excited to be sharing them with you. We've got a Blackhawk candle, which is great for working with the spirit of Blackhawk. And he is amazing, of course, for correcting issues of institutional injustice, protection, just generally righting the wrongs of this world. So an amazing candle. We've also got a gorgeous candle of the Egyptian queen Nefertiti, which is such a great candle for working with female empowerment, uh, attraction, bewitching, and so on. We've also got a Hote Buddha, a Laughing Buddha, which is a great one for bringing in happy situations, including drawing money from happy sources. And we've got, gosh, we've got a gargoyle that's great for protection, a Venus of Willendorf for fertility. We've got just an amazing group of candles coming out, and I'm so excited to be revealing them to you over the coming weeks. These gorgeous candles are my little babies, and I know you will love them as much as we do. So if you want to make sure you find out about them as soon as they're released, make sure you're signed up for the Spell a Week newsletter. It's where I share a spell just about every week and also where I reveal new products that we have in the shop. So just go to parlorofwonders.com and you can sign up there and you'll be in the know about when all these new candles come out. So this week's question comes from Mel in Austin, Texas. Mel wrote in and asked, how do I use the bonafide rootwork vigil candles that you prepare? Do I write my name on the outside of the glass with a petition underneath? Can I reuse the empty containers to hold new candles with different or the same intention? These are some great questions because it opens up everything about vigil candles. What are vigil candles and why would we want to use one? How do I prepare them here at the shop for you? And how you can prepare them yourself, what you can do with the glass afterwards and so on. So let's just jump into Vigil Candle Land and see what kind of amazing magic you can make with these very special spiritual tools. So Vigil Candles, what the heck are they? Do you even know what I'm talking about when I say Vigil Candle? Well, if you've ever stepped into an old-time hoodoo candle shop, a botanica, a metaphysical store, a Catholic religious supply store, You've seen these tall candles encased in a glass cylinder shaped jar. Sometimes they are plain. Sometimes they have paper labels with saints on them. Sometimes they're silk screened with traditional rootwork spell names like follow me boy or money drawing. Sometimes they have images of folk saints or even Orisha. These candles are everywhere actually. I mean, 
I've seen them many, many times in the supermarkets around here, and I've even seen them in Target for crying out loud. They are everywhere. But that wasn't always the case. And when I was a kid in the 70s, they weren't as ubiquitous as they are now. Back then, the only place I ever saw these candles was at church. If you grew up going to Catholic church as I did, you might know these as novena candles. Inside churches, you would see banks of these glass-encased candles, and for a donation, you could light a large or a small candle along with your prayer. I have a lot of beautiful memories of being a little girl and my mother or my older sister putting a few coins in the metal box so that I could light a candle along with my prayer. Now, as I tell you this, I realize this is probably where my candle burning magic really started. When I was started doing magic in earnest, I remember I used to call novena candles Catholic church candles to distinguish them from freestanding tapers or figural candles or pillar candles because this is how I first encountered them in Catholic church. So it wasn't well into the later part of the 70s that glass encased candles merged with hoodoo and magic. And we started to see them with these silkscreen labels that were strictly for magic. So in terms of magical tools, vigil candles are a somewhat relatively new tool. So why vigil candles? What are they all about? Well, if you look at candle magic or candle prayers, you can see that there is an incredible practicality in vigil candles. The word novena, which is part of novena candles, is rooted in the Latin word for the number nine. And in general, a novena is a prayer that is said to a particular saint over the course of nine days with a candle burning to support that prayer or intention. But we find the roots of this practice going back really to medieval times. When nobility or an important religious leader died, masses were celebrated for nine days. They had nine masses over nine days. But this tradition was based on an even older tradition. The Greeks and Romans would mourn for nine days following a family member's death. The number nine was and is powerful and important. And in numerology, it represents the idea of completion. Plus, there's the magic of nine being three times three. And three, of course, is a very symbolic and magical number in terms of Christianity, the Holy Trinity, and so on. Also in many other uh, spiritual paths as well. So imagine back before the days of vigil candles. If you were going to perform a novena, you would have had to go to church each day for nine days and light a taper candle on each of those days. Now, going to church for nine days is great, but it is a chore. And someone somewhere along the line got the brilliant idea. I can imagine them in a candle-making factory boardroom meeting. Hey, we should make a candle that burns continuously for nine days for these novenas. Light it once and let it go. Great idea, JR, but that's a big candle. What about all that dripping wax? What are we going to do about that? How about we put the whole thing in a glass jar and that will prevent the wax from getting all over the floor of the church? JR, you're a genius. I'm going to give you a raise and the corner office. Okay, well, that meeting probably never happened. And I really doubt that candle factories have board meetings, let alone corner offices. I know our candle factory has none of those things. But 
there was someone who figured out that you could make one candle do a nine day novena. And by putting that candle in a jar, you could keep the wax from melting all over. Brilliant, right? Well, now that you're all high on the idea of a nine day candle and novenas and all that, I'm going to come in here with a little reality to burst your bubble. Most of the vigil candles that you can purchase today will not burn for nine straight days. Originally, they did, and they were a lot larger. The people who started making candles for home use originally used those same glass holders as the church candle folks did. But again, someone somewhere along the line got the idea that they could save money. It might've been our friend JR at another board meeting a few years later. Hey boss, I know we have these vigil candles that we're making, but I figured out a way we can save money. How's that, JR? If we make a candle a little smaller, we can use less glass, less paraffin, and we'll save a few cents on each one, and that'll add up. Brilliant, JR. I'm giving you a raise, a bonus, and making you VP of Candle Innovations. Yes, sad to say that most of the vigil candles that you can purchase now will not burn for nine days. But honestly, if you're working a spell rather than a novena, the nine-day thing doesn't really have a whole lot of relevance anyway. You can still find the large nine-day novena candles in Catholic supply houses if you're interested, but they usually only come in white paraffin in red or white glass. No colored wax, no saints, no follow boy, no Santissima Muerte. That's how it goes in the world of candle commerce. So while nine days was important for the Greeks and the Romans and medieval Catholics, and it's a really nice magical number, In modern magical practice, it isn't something that you should fret over. For most people, the use of a vigil candle is not so much about the number of days it can burn, but about creating a vigil where you are letting a single candle burn for your prayer or intention over multiple days. Now, traditionally, you would light the candle and let it burn completely. But living as I do in earthquake country in California, I never, ever advise a client to leave a candle burning unattended. In fact, common sense says you should never leave a candle burning when you are not there to attend to it should something go wrong. And things do occasionally go wrong. Glass holders crack and break. Pets can knock over candles. Curtains can blow over the flame and catch fire. Kids or pets can pull the tablecloth under the candle off the table. And yes, an earthquake can happen and the candle can fall off your altar onto the floor. So when burning a vigil candle or any candle, I always tell my clients, burn the candle when you are at home and when you're awake. If you leave the house or go to sleep, snuff the candle out, don't blow it out, and then relight it when you return. Snuffing the candle is like putting the candle on pause. Blowing it out is not advisable because I was taught that when you blow out a candle, you are ending something, which with positive spells would mean you're ending your spell work. So snuff it out. For vigil candles, snuffing it out is easy. You can use a dedicated candle snuffer. And if you don't know what a candle snuffer looks like, I'll put a link to a photo in the show notes. But even simpler than a candle snuffer, you can put a saucer or a tile or some other heat proof covering over the mouth of the glass jar. And by cutting off the oxygen supply, the flame will go out. It takes a few seconds, depending on how low the candle is in the jar, 
but you will see the flame eventually snuff itself out. Then when you wake up or come home, you can relight the candle again and keep the energy going. You'll definitely want some long fireplace or barbecue matches or a long barbecue lighter if you are doing this because it's really difficult to relight the candle as it gets lower and lower otherwise. Snuffing and relighting the candle has a little extra benefit too. Each time you relight that candle, you can and should restate your intention, you know, like bring me my soulmate or I get a new high paying job or I'm safe and protected from negativity or whatever. That restating as you light it each time really reinforces your spell work in a powerful and positive way. If you absolutely insist on lighting a vigil candle and letting it burn continuously, then there are a few things that you can do to make things safer. Though I have to say there is no 100% safe way to leave a candle burning unattended. I really don't recommend doing it when snuffing and lighting will actually work just as well. But if you insist on leaving a candle burning continuously, you can place it in a baking pan full of sand and placing the candle and pan outside on a cement area in your backyard or alternatively in your bathtub or shower. If you're outside, make sure there are no leaves, branches, or dry grasses nearby that can spark. And if inside, make sure there are no shower curtains nearby that can catch fire. Should the candle break or tip over, the sand will not catch fire and will help the candle to snuff itself out. And as long as there is nothing flammable nearby, you should generally be safe from any fire accidents. But again, I don't recommend ever leaving a candle unattended. I myself have experienced unexpected candle happenings on candles I thought were perfectly safe. And I was always glad that I was there to extinguish the flames and prevent something really tragic from happening. To me, my cautious attitude about working with candles is really about respecting the spirit and the power of fire. Fire is an amazing and magical tool, but it's also a powerful natural force that can cause horrific destruction. And by monitoring my candles, I'm respecting fire's immense power and definitely not getting arrogant or dismissive about it and believing myself to have complete mastery over it. I always know that the spirit of fire and I work together and I never take its power for granted. So knowing what you do about vigil candles, let's talk about what happens when we light a vigil candle here for you at the Parlor of Wonders. Maybe you know that the Parlor of Wonders offers services like candle services or what is sometimes called the setting of lights. Candle services are a very traditional hoodoo practice that seems to have sprung up around the time that the early metaphysical candle shops appeared. Candle services are also a big part of the African-American spiritualist movement of the early 20th century. This is a fascinating and beautiful tradition, and there is a great book I saw called The Art of Hoodoo Candle Magic by Catherine Ironwood. And that book includes text from a booklet from the 1940s detailing how to do public candle services. If you're interested in diving fully into candle magic in the hoodoo tradition, this book is an amazing resource of practical spell how-tos and amazing history. And I'll put the link of the book in the show notes for this episode and you can check it out. So the process for doing a candle service at the Parlor of Wonders is this. 
First, we receive an order for vigil candle service from a client. So let's create an imaginary client and follow her order from beginning to end. So Fiona wants to order a candle for healing a relationship that has broken up. So she decides that she will burn a sweet reconciliation vigil candle at home, but she would also like to have the magical support of having the same kind of candle burn on the altar at the Parlor of Wonders. So she places her order for her own sweet reconciliation vigil candle and for the sweet reconciliation candle spell online. When she places the order for the candle spell, she fills out the form and types in a short petition for reconciliation. Something like, may Harold Jackson and I get back together and be happy and in love again. When we get this order at the Parlor of Wonders, we assemble her candles. We don't pre-assemble any of the vigil candles here. Each one is put together just for each client's individual order. And this reminds me, we have a couple of secret vigil candle menu items, just like In-N-Out Burger's secret menu. I'll share these secret menu items with you at the end of the podcast. Okay, so we get Fiona's order and we put together the candles. So what does this look like? We start with a plain beeswax vigil candle. Then we apply the sweet reconciliation labels to the outside of the candle. Next, we take a metal chopstick and press seven holes in the top of the wax, and then we apply the appropriate oil. In this case, of course, we apply seven drops of reconciliation oil. After we do that, we sprinkle a blend of powerful herbs for reconciliation on the top of each of the candles, and then a touch of blue glitter, which is a powerful color for reconciliation and calming angry energy. We bless each candle by holding our hands on either side of the candle, focusing on reconciliation for Fiona and Harold. And then with the one that's getting shipped, we put a circle of wax paper on top, hold it down with a rubber band to keep the oils and herbs from escaping, wrap it up in bubble wrap, and then ship it out the next business day. For the candle service candle, we set an appropriate day for lighting the candle based on the day of the week or the astrological phenomenon at that time. If you're a little unclear as to what I'm talking about when I mentioned choosing a day to set a candle, check out episode three of this podcast, which is titled, What's the Best Day for Making Magic? And it will explain everything to you. So the day that Fiona's candle is started may be up to two weeks after she places her order to make sure we choose an optimal timing. When that day arrives, I place her petition paper between the glass and the candle and then light the candle with intention. After the candle is lit, I take a photo of the candle with a paper placard next to the candle. And that placard has Fiona's name and the date that the work was started written on it. This is a really important step. When you order spell work from a shop that is in your town, you can make arrangements to visit your candle while it's burning or to pick up your candle remains. You can see your candle burning with your name paper underneath it. You are absolutely assured that your work is being done for you. But whenever you are ordering spell work from a distance, you ought to be provided with some proof that the work was done. For us here at the parlor, that means I take a photo with your name and date on a placard next to your candle. And when the candle is finished, a video candle report 
where I show you your finished candle with the placard and give the interpretation of how the candle is burned and any significant symbols I see in the wax. Now, I as a root worker have heard plenty of stories from clients who ordered spell work and all they received was an email saying that the work was done or worse yet, heard nothing at all. Now, it does not necessarily mean that whoever they contracted didn't do the work, but there really is no way of knowing for sure that they did. Unfortunately, as in many other professions, there are people in the magic business who are great, caring, ethical people and others who are nothing more than scam artists. So it's really important to be a well-informed consumer. Get a photo of your work with your name and the date on something in the photo. Why is that name paper important? Because an unethical worker could just conceivably send you a generic photo of a candle spell and say it's your spell. An ethical worker won't mind you being diligent. An unethical one may get huffy. And that's a sure sign that you're better off spending your hard-earned money elsewhere. So once the candle is finished, we send the before photo and the after video and your spell work is complete. Now it's Fiona's work to look for signs, movement, and completion. The expectation is that you should start to see some signs a few days after the spell is done and some positive movement in the right direction within a few weeks and the spell coming to fruition within a few months. When Fiona gets her own vigil candle sent to her, she can do a few things to personalize it beyond what we can do for our candle services. For example, she can hand write a petition paper and fold it toward herself and then place it beneath the glass. She can also decorate the outside of the glass. She can write words or names or draw symbolic shapes or sigils on the outside of the glass with a Sharpie pen or paint pen. She can inscribe her name and Harold's name in the top of the candle in the wax. She can print out a happy photo of she and Harold together on sticker paper and then stick that to the outside of the candle. There are a lot of things that you can do to personalize a vigil candle that you are burning for yourself. Once those are done, she can also pray over or put intention into the candle and then place it on her altar and light it. If you're placing your vigil candle on an altar or table, I recommend putting a tile, a trivet, the lid of a jar, or some other heat-proof barrier between your candle and any altar cloth or table. The candles can get very hot toward the bottom and can ruin a wood finish or a nice altar cloth. Once Fiona's candle is finished, she could conceivably clean out the glass and reuse it. And while there probably isn't anything wrong with using it for another intention, I would probably stick to intentions that are similar. For example, using your reconciliation glass jar for a love spell over Harold would be fine but I wouldn't use the leftover glass from one spell on something very different, such as the glass from a cursing candle on a prosperity spell later. Alternatively, Fiona doesn't have to reuse the glass at all. She can just take the glass and recycle it as we talked about in last week's episode. Now, if you're the very ambitious sort, you can also dress and bless a plain vigil candle yourself. We sell plain beeswax vigil candles and you can follow the steps that I gave you earlier when describing how we dress a candle at our shop here. 
or I have a handy video guide showing you the steps to dress and bless a vigil candle in the traditional hoodoo style. And I'll put a link to the video in this week's show notes. So whether you dress a vigil candle for yourself, have one dressed by a professional root worker, or have a vigil candle burned on your behalf, now you know pretty much everything there is to know about vigil candles. You're an expert. And when you get that job at the vigil candle factory, maybe you'll come up with the next vigil candle innovation and be part of vigil candle history. Well, before I get to the secret in and out vigil candle menu from the Parlor of Wonders, I want to give a quick plug for my ebook, Seven Secrets to Supercharge Your Spell Work. It's my free gift to you if you sign up for my Spell Awake newsletter. There's a whole chapter dedicated to candle magic and a ton of things that you can do to jumpstart your candle spells. So just go to sevensecretsebook.com and get your free copy today. I want to say another huge thank you to Mel for her amazing curiosity about all things Vigil Candle. Thanks, Mel, for your questions. I super appreciate you. If you have a question about spells, hoodoo, law of attraction, divination, or any other magical or spiritual topic, you can go to magicandthelawofattraction.com, scroll down to the bottom, and submit your questions there. If your question gets chosen for a future episode, you get a gift certificate to my online store, Madame Pamita's Parlor of Wonders, an esoteric emporium, spiritual apothecary, and repository of arcane wisdom. Basically, the Parlor of Wonders is your one-stop online shop for magical supplies, tarot reading, spells, and a ton of free magical instruction. The ingredients for every spell recipe that we mention on Magic and the Law of Attraction are available at parlorofwonders.com. So head over there and check it out. Can I just give a huge loving hug to all you gorgeous Law of Attraction magicians out there who have subscribed to and shared this podcast with your friends and big, big love to the fabulous folks who have left reviews on iTunes. Every time I do this podcast, I say a little prayer of thanks for you. And I love all of you who have left reviews. And weirdly enough, there were no new reviews this week. So no prize to give away. And I love giving away prizes, darn it. What? Oh my God. You could have been the one person to put in a review this week and you would have automatically won. Don't let that chance slip by you again. Go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast and write a written review. We'll do it again next week and hopefully give away a prize because I love giving away prizes. All right. So what are those secret menu items? Well, let's talk about those. First, you can order a custom vigil candle or a custom vigil candle spell. Yes, you do not need to order off the rack. If there is some situation in your life that isn't addressed by any of the vigil candles in the Bonafide Rootwork Collection, you can choose custom vigil candle, describe the situation, and I will create a custom candle for you. You can also order a custom vigil candle spell, and I will set a customized light for your situation, any situation that is not covered by any of the existing candle spells that I have listed. Finally, the last secret vigil candle item on our secret menu is the double candle spell, triple candle spell, four candle spell, or five candle spell. You can order these as vigil lights. And instead of ordering them to be lit all at once, order them as a series of the same style vigil candle to be burned one after the other. For example, if Fiona wanted us to burn 
three sweet reconciliation candles as a series, she could order a triple candle spell, which is cheaper than ordering the three candle spells individually, and request that the three be burned as a series. Aren't those some a super great secret menu items? You can really feel like the cool kid knowing how to order now. I love it. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm looking forward to next week when we will be answering the most delicious magic question ever. Can food or drink be turned into spells? Shh, the answer is yes, and I will show you how. So until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. <laughs>